Hey, welcome to Connection Over Coffee with me, Phil McAuliffe, the loneliness guy. We're going to have a great chat with Michael DiOrio from Wellismo Coaching about how the world needs you, how the world needs us as we are right now. Say hi, Michael. Hello, everybody. Before we get going, I want to say that this podcast is all about destigmatizing loneliness and promoting authentic connection for gay men globally. It contains content relating to the mental, emotional, and physical well-being of gay men. If that's going to offend you or anyone in earshot, now's the time for you to move on. Okay, so now that you and Michael are here, how about you both go and get us a table where we can chat, and I'll go get the coffees sorted. Okay, here we go. So, Michael, this is the first time that you've joined me and the listener um, uh, for a chat over coffee with Connection Over Coffee uh, with the Loneliness Guy podcast. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what your before we launch into the chat, you know, tell us a bit about yourself and your work and why you're awesome. Yeah. So thank you so much for having me. I am uh, a, a coach for gay men. I work in Canada. So for me, it is Sunday evening, uh, hence the wine or, or coffee. <laughs> um, and uh, I work with gay men primarily. Um, my specialty is working on developing genuine self-confidence from the inside out. And um, all of the many issues that gay men have to deal with after coming out. So loneliness uh, being one of the main ones that I hear many men of all ages talk about. Mm. Yeah. Um, there is quite obviously a rich vein of content when we talk about loneliness. Uh, indeed, it's like the whole premise of my work and, and the many sort of factors, uh, uh, mental, physical, and emotional factors that play, that have loneliness as a common denominator, which, Michael, I know that you, on your website, you have your story of how you come to do, how you have come to do this work, and it's about, you know, you know, and loneliness does play a part in in your story, right? Totally. I mean, I have always felt like as someone who um, has often enjoyed the company of a lot of friends and I, and I have a supportive family, I still have felt very, very lonely at many different parts of my life. Uh, as a kid, um, you know, when I, even when I had a loving partner who I love very much, I still felt lonely even with him. Yeah. So, one of the, the things that I am really passionate about destigmatizing is that loneliness is not necessarily solvable by having more friends or by having a partner. Mm. Mm. Because I have felt very connected alone and I have felt very lonely with people. I've also felt very lonely in solitude and I've felt very connected with people. But people generally, I think, assume that their loneliness has to do with the fact that they don't have a partner. Yeah. And well, there's something to be said about wanting connection and a sense of belonging and intimacy, which, of course, as social people, we do. 
um, I, I don't want people to think that once they do have that partner, that all their loneliness problems are solved. Right, right. And and this this is you know, listener um, Michael and I work together. We've um, uh, Michael has information on my website, thelonelinessguy.com about his products uh, and um, and and I'm can can more than recommend uh, Michael's uh, coaching um, because Michael basically from that answer Michael understands what it's like um, to be a lonely gay man or a gay man who experiences loneliness from time to time in in various different ways because the reason that I'm I, I'm so keen uh, to 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 work with Michael is that I know he understands what listener you and me both understand how hard it can be to simply sit with loneliness how hard it can be to click play on this podcast or read my content because in pressing play in opening the blog in going to the website we have to confront the stigma within ourselves that we may possibly be lonely and so simply coming and having coffee with me in this podcast as virtual as it might be and i would love to have coffee with you in person I recognize how much courage it takes. So this is actually a very safe space um, that I do want to create here where we can talk about a the thoughts and feelings of loneliness and then the path to authentic connection that we must take if we are to move beyond our thoughts and feelings of, of loneliness. And so, listener, you just heard, like, Michael gets that, and that's why I'm so excited to both have him here and to have him as a partner with The Loneliness Guy. Um, It is on that second part of the... um, uh, that that loneliness equation, uh, the first part being the realisation that we might be lonely and letting us accept that and then once we've accepted that we're lonely we need to do something about it and that's what i want to talk to michael about today in this chat and about how we can take a step and the fear that we need to um, manage to work with to take a step so that's why we're calling it The World Needs You As You Are Right Now because, Michael, would you agree that the world needs us right now as we are? 100%. And um, I would even argue that the world needs us as we were yesterday too, but that's all gone. Um, I think I think the world is changing. I think we all know that. Um, the... I would say what what I would have to offer on that is if we're waiting for something to change before we put ourselves out there, before we share our gifts with the world, before we shine our light, before we 
start a project before we do anything um you're going to be waiting for a long time and all that all that does is prolong that feeling of loneliness emptiness stuckness i hear that a lot people often tell me they feel stuck or they feel empty mm. um loneliness is a is a byproduct of that but those three kind of really go together i find with, with the clients that i deal with stuck empty lonely yep and and i think one of the things you can do first is as you said accept it acknowledge it um but you know before you push it away i think the allowing is the first step um we all we all feel lonely at some point and and that's that's why i love your work phil like when i when i first came across you and i read destigmatizing loneliness i was like oh, like sign me up <laughs> where do i sign up <laughs> because it's so true it, it loneliness is like any other kind of human emotion and yep. you know fear joy anger sadness we just we, if we could all accept that at some point or another we're all going to feel it and that we can all agree that it's a pretty terrible feeling then it takes away some of that i think resistance that we have to it yep yeah i think the yeah you're so right uh and and um not allowing ourselves to feel lonely is akin to not letting ourselves feel joy and indeed if we are avoiding loneliness odds are we are avoiding, we're not letting ourselves feel other emotions as well. Like we're not letting ourselves be present in a moment to feel joy. We don't let ourselves feel happiness because we can always, you know, feel that, you know, potentially the there's another shoe to drop or it's too good to be true. So we, we don't feel the positive to the full extent because we're not letting ourselves feel another emotion like negative in inverted commas emotion like loneliness and frankly i think i i i can fully understand it i'd like without doubt fully understand it and loneliness makes us think and do some pretty weird stuff that really does not serve us but there's such power just like in owning our sexuality there's such power which we do within ourselves we do with other people and we do as a community which goes to the three pillars of, of connection there like you know owning our sexuality owning the fact that we're gay you know is a powerful example of what happens when we decide to be authentically ourselves and we know that it's not easy at times or indeed it's not easy for, for far too many men all of the time using loneliness we can tweak tweak that to replace sexuality with loneliness and there is still such power in those thoughts and feelings uh, in owning those thoughts and feelings because it, it helps us make the change that we need right I, I would say we have to own all of our emotions yeah so you're right you can't you can't um try to numb loneliness or fear or anything that doesn't feel good you can't just numb one emotion you what you do when you when you're doing that is you learn how to numb all the emotions so that's why when people tell me oh i kind of feel very apathetic I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, because 
you've learned how to numb all of these things you don't want to feel, but at the same time, you're numbing how you experience joy, how you experience connection. You're numbing how to experience happiness and mm. and mm. that light feeling. You can't selectively numb emotion. No. You you turn off that entire skill of feeling, feeling it fully and owning it. Yeah. God, and listener, if there was any doubt why, you know, I love Michael and his work, um, you know, I hope that doubt has gone uh, right now because, you know, this is the type of type of work that Michael and, and well, work and the conversations that, that we have that makes him, like, well, I just love him and his work really um because it goes to the point of him getting it um well yeah i think it's because I, I i experienced it for so long and at a time when so i am for the listener who who doesn't know me i live in toronto uh, canada it is the largest city in canada it is by far the gayest city in canada and probably one of the gayest cities on on this side of uh, the world um, and I live right downtown in the middle of the village. And um, for a good chunk of my late 20s and early 30s, I would experience loneliness. And like I just like I was just saying, I would want to resist mm. with kinds of all the ways, all the ways we all love to numb. Right. So my favorite was sex. And Grinder, Grinder was my best friend for when I was feeling lonely because I'd pop on there, and it it gave me a sense of company. And then I would, you know, hook up or do whatever. But at the end of the day, it, it never really satisfied me at the end. And Phil, Phil, you know, we've we've talked about this before. Um, those connections, I was looking for a connection, and what I was. Sorry, I was wanting a connection, and what my actions were doing was getting a very ephemeral, quick hit of validation. Yeah. And those are two very different things. Yeah. And I think showing up for those hookups, I felt great in the moment, and it absolutely satisfied my ego. Um, you know, having someone who wants me sexually or physically is always feels very good. Um, but at the end of it, I would go back to feeling lonely and empty mm. and i would do this on repeat for for years um until finally you know finally i, I something changed for me and then i really started to um learn about what i needed and realizing that the actions i was taking was not in alignment with what i actually was searching for and then i had to pivot from there um, so I think I get it because I've seen I've seen it all. I mean, there's also numbing by alcohol, parties, drugs, um, work. work. I've seen that mm. obsessively. You name it, shopping. Like there's ton, there's there's no shortage of ways we numb our loneliness. Social media is another one, and that one's a, you know we can talk a, a lot about how social media gives us the sense of connection again, but depending on how we use it and depending on who are following and what our our mindset is going into it it could actually have the opposite effect right. so yeah i feel like i know loneliness because i've been there a lot. yeah <laughs> yeah and and i think well i just i'm i'm keen to explore in this in this chat how you know 
we can realize that we're lonely to an extent like you know to the, the the full extent or at least you know a partial extent own it and claim it as something that we're thinking and feeling and then know that we have to do something about it and this this chat focuses on how we before we do something about it how we want to get it right the first time we want to do it right uh, indeed we might want to do it perfectly whatever it is in that moment and for you know for for you for me for the listener the it might be as simple as picking up the phone and talking to someone who we haven't spoken to for a while and working through the thoughts and feelings of potentially rejection if they don't answer the phone or they don't want to hear from us or whatever it is, whatever it is, all the way through to like a major, in inverted commas again, um, life decision where we can want to, particularly if we're being seen by many people, uh, want to wait until we feel ready enough to be seen by so many people. So that's what I want to talk about today in this in this chat. And Michael, I'm keen to hear your thoughts on why what stops us from letting the world see us as we are. Just a minor question there. If you could answer that in a few sentences, that'd be great. Oh, just a few sentences, Phil. Okay. Yeah, you're, you're good. Um, that is a, a great question, and I, I recently had to come to face-to-face with that on my own, starting my own coaching business and uh, putting myself out there. I'm a naturally very shy, introverted person, um, but I think what my fear was, and I'm pretty sure our listener would relate to this, is a fear of failure and a fear of rejection. If I had to boil it down, those are two really, really big ones for me. You know, it takes a lot to put yourself out there. It takes a lot to um, speak for what you believe in. It takes a lot to put out a creative um, piece, like whether it's a podcast, a blog, uh, art, music, whatever, anything that you create uh, from yourself and you put it out there, as soon as you put it out there, it is open to criticism, it is open to judgment, and it is open to rejection. And so I think a lot of us, when I say us, I'm talking about me, but <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm just going to relate, is we, we, yeah, like you said, you kind of wait because you want it to be perfect, which, of course, you want your creation to be admired and you want it to be the best that it could be. And you want it to be a good representation of you, of course. However, there is a, a fine line between wanting to serve and put your best self out there and, uh, and just simply wanting to serve and, and help others. So if I didn't get over my own fear of rejection of your failure, I would still not be doing what I do. 
And I think of now all of the clients that have helped me or that have, that have told me that I have helped them. And I think to myself, if I let the fear win, they would have never experienced that transformation. Right. And that keeps going. That's... Even when I fuck up, yeah. even when I fall flat on my face, and I do all the time. Yeah. Even when I put out an offer there and no one takes it, even when I write a great blog and it gets like 10 views, <laughs> I still say, you know what? It's it's still worth it. Yeah. So for anyone out there who who has something that they want to contribute, I don't care if it's a delicious muffin recipe or uh, a movie script or, or whatever it is, a book, doesn't matter. Um, do it because someone out there is looking for exactly what it is you have stored in your mind and they're waiting for you to get over that fear um, and they're going to be very thankful for you when you do it. Love it. Love it. Uh, particularly, there, and there's so many things to unpick there. Um, and I know my partner, Jeff, if the listener has a good uh, muffin recipe, Jeff will want to hear that. Um, and uh, he's he's a baker. Um, so that's going to be very troubling for me. Uh, he's a baker. I'm an eater. Um, and it's going to be very hard to continue resisting uh, the, the treats, particularly if the listener submits a good muffin recipe. That's just going to be the end of me. Um, I, I want to I I have some too. Now that I've said it, I want one. <laughs> I, know, I know, I know, right? You know, this is a coffee shop that we're having this conversation in. Someone orders a muffin. Um, right. But. There's so many things to unpack there because, you know, and, and I want to go to one point, and that is the fear of failure. And I love how you, and you said it so eloquently too, like, you know, even through your doubts and, you know, the, the, the quality of the product and, and you know, the, whatever it was, like the, the, the doubts that you have in your mind, uh, you have done it, worked through it, you, you identified why you're doing it and then got feedback saying that you've helped people, which, you know, you've done something that is in alignment with your values and, you know, and your purpose. Um, your point about putting something, creating something and putting it into the world that hasn't been there before, I think is the point there that I really want to explore because for us gay men who experience loneliness, which is every gay man, because it applies to every human, we all experience loneliness, whether we want to or not, as we've already talked about, the thing that can really stop us, and by us, I mean me too, um, do not want that any doubt to be there, um, that can stop us from putting ourselves out there, from saying something, is that fear of failure, that fear of rejection, that fear of judgment. And so what do we do, Michael, when it comes to fear? What, what, as, as humans, as gay men, what do we do to, to 
experience or not experience fear? The listener's going to hate this answer. But there's no way around it, my friends. There is no way around it. The, the way to experience or what did you say get get over fear is to feel mm. it that is the only way the only way around it is right through it uh, there are no shortcuts here and there are no magic pills and there are no uh secret recipes despite what people might tell you about you know finding the, the antidote to, f- to to be fearless mm-hmm. the way to be fearless is to feel the fear (laughs) because paradoxically you just get used to it and then you realize time after time that oh yeah here's fear you know this is how i've this is how i've done it in in my so as i was saying i don't like being on video i don't like putting myself out there for any of my any of my viewers if you just go to my instagram uh willie's underscore coach you will see a lot of fucking videos <laughs> and you'll be like this guy is not afraid of doing video he does one like almost every day but let me tell you every day the fear is there mm. what happens is the first time is terrifying and the, you know your my stomach gets really heavy my chest gets really heavy i get shortness of breath all the things my face gets flushed everything's happening i get sweaty i get very sweaty hands and feet i don't know if that's anybody else but that's me and uh but you do it and you do it once and then you don't die (laughs) (laughs) that's don't die that's a very good indicator of success the continuation of life yes yeah so so then you do it again and you just become really well acquainted with fear so the way i just described how i feel it in my body is one of the techniques that i use that i would recommend when you're feeling afraid instead of trying to resist it just sit in it i promise you guys unless it is like you know unless your life is in danger that kind of fear but chances are it's it's not that kind of fear where your life is in danger it won't kill you um sit with it listen to where it is in your body really connect with your body in these instances um i find that to be very therapeutic for me and it doesn't feel good, but then you just realize, oh, okay, fear is this heaviness in, in my stomach. And it's usually accompanied by a thought that goes something along the lines of, you suck, you're going to fail. No one's going to watch this. No one's going to like you. Uh, that guy's going to reject you. That, that person who's interviewing you is going to say you're unqualified for the job. Whatever it is. Oh, good, because um, I'm glad you raised it, because I was going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> And, and, and feel it mm. and feel it again and then do it again and do it again and do it again and feel it more and and in getting used to it it takes away its power so i guess what i'm saying is we, we're afraid of being afraid <laughs> that's so true so true and michael as you were saying that it's both for me at least both tremendously comforting to know that someone somewhere in the world is thinking and feeling much the same thoughts and feelings that I'm thinking and feeling and that at once is both comforting and inspiring because the quality of the product the message that you're putting out there um, is what's needed and for me, 
as well, knowing that we're not alone. Not alone in our loneliness, not alone in our nerves, not alone in, well, nerves kind of uh, uh, undersells it, you know, being shit scared to be seen, but paradoxically, desperately wanting to be seen. Um, (laughs) That, you know, and then we can get into all sorts of um, thoughts and behaviors around people pleasing, getting to all sorts of things about, frankly, like, these are heavy words that I'm about to say, conniving and manipulating how other people see us and perceive us. And how much time is that? I know, I know. <laughs> it's like and and you know, you know, Michael, and and uh, listener, you know that I've I've said a couple of times uh, that I have over twenty-seven more topics, and I've just named a few of those uh, that I want to write on and have a conversation about in in this podcast. But Michael, the point that you said, like you, f- by by the only way through the fear is to fear it. It no no not is to feel it. Um, is so true and. When we're talking about loneliness, when we're talking about being a gay man who experiences loneliness, note that I didn't say a lonely gay man, um, is, and that was a deliberate word choice, it's, it's one thing to work through the fear that that brings up in ourselves, but then, as you know, we've, we've said, it's another thing to work through the fear of then doing something. Um, and I want to explore one of those fears and the, and the, the fear of judgment um, and judgment from self, judgment from uh, other people and judgment from, like, and, and other people like closest to us, that's what I mean, and judgment from the community. And, you know, this is, I've got two podcasts right? Uh, I've got the Lonely Diplomat podcast and then there's Connection Over Coffee with the Loneliness Guy. All up, I've done, I don't know, like 27 plus 7, I don't know, 35 episodes of podcasts um, over the last 18 months. And each and every time, and like you, I do lots of videos on my social media channels. Uh, including here on The Loneliness Guy, shirtless, um, deliberately, so to stop uh, gay eyes for just a moment to take in some difficult content um, by, you know, by, by, you know, putting, putting my, my body out there in, in, you know, in, in, in a way that I still have to wrestle within myself. Each and every time, the fear of judgment. So whether it's a picture, whether it's my voice, whether it's a video, which is a combination of all, all three of the other two, I have to work through the fear each and every time. And some days it's better than others. But how do you work through the fear? Well, um, besides doing it over and over again, which again, I know, I know there's a listener out there who's saying, oh, this is a piece of shit. Yeah. 
yes, unfortunately, there is no the best way is to just do it and, and to feel it and realize that you're going to be you're not going to die at the end of it. Um, when it comes to putting yourself out there, whether it's yeah, like in a video on social media or, or writing or whatever, um, what I like to do before I post anything is I, I run it through one set of eyes and that's my own. And I look at it and I say, is it good enough for me in this moment? And it's a very quick yes or no. And I'm getting a lot better at making those yeses um, less uh, strict. And so I, I put it through myself. So let's say, let's say I write a blog. I did this a lot when I was writing because my writing has a lot of more um, uh, sensitive pieces mm. on my blogs. And so I'd read it and I'd say, okay, am I going to publish this? And I would kind of say to myself, am I willing to get no likes or am I willing to get totally rejected on this or someone disagreeing with it? Will I stand behind it? And if the answer is yes, then I hit the publish button. Right. Because then I have my own, I have my own, it, it passed my test. And that's the, really the only test that, that matters or, or it should. I don't want to say that that's always the case, of course. Now, if, if something gets a lot of accolades and a lot of admiration, that's awesome. I'm not going to say no. I'm not going to say it doesn't affect me. It's also, it's obviously very nice. But my, my inner sense of self-worth, for all the Brene Brown fans out there, she talks a lot about this, is, is that worthiness is untouched whether someone else likes it or not. Yeah. And I think the work that we do and the journey that we're all on, myself included, I'm, I'm by no means done, is getting to a place where you remember that more, more easily each time you put yourself out there. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I th and that's it. That's it. This is, this is why... Um, one of the reasons why authenticity and authentic is one of my core values in my work here at The Loneliness Guy because it is putting it is about putting your real self out there and it's not you know something that we can do easily it authentic connection to ourselves to those we love uh, and to our communities requires us to go through this process and it's I'm glad you raised Brene Brown um, because she is my intellectual crush um, and I credit her with uh, and, and her work with giving me the confidence to do so much in my life from coming out to starting um, uh, starting you know different um, different projects around loneliness to you know actually engaging directly on the topic of loneliness rather than skirting around it to something a bit more palatable um, through to how I relate to myself relate you know how I parent how I lead in uh, in my work uh, all this kind of stuff um, by by showing 
up and knowing that I don't have all the answers but I'm pretty awesome as I am and can work it out and surround myself with some good people who can help me and that sounds a lot easier to say than it is to do but one of the things that we can do and I'm keen to get your view on this Michael um, is to wait to wait until we are perfect to wait until we are good enough wait until we are smart enough wait until we are um uh fit enough like you know in terms of body image wait until we are wealthy enough wait until we are something enough before we do something in a really stunning example of a leading question just how shit is that michael an approach (laughs) It is a terrible approach because there's someone out there for whom you are enough now as you are today in this very moment without needing to do anything else. There is someone out there who is waiting for you to contribute whatever it is that, in your example, you're talking about uh, waiting until you're ready to contribute and create something, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's say it's a book or a podcast. Um, there are some other who's just waiting to hear this book or read this book or hear this podcast. And, and you don't need to be anything more than you are today. You don't need more experience. You don't need, um, you know, a, a nicer voice. You don't need to do all these different things before you can start contributing. And here's the thing. You have to start somewhere, mm. right? Like if you wait until, in until it's this level of good enough so here's an example my clients tell me this all the time they want to wait until yes they're 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 good enough and i always ask this question and it always stumps them so if you're listening out there and you're like but no i really want to wait until you know i have the right equipment for the podcast or whatever i will ask you this how will you know when you've reached enough i want a measurable tangible result that will tell me and you when you've reached it. So I have a client who, uh, before he starts putting himself out there dating, he wants to reach. He said, "I want to look, I want to look better. I don't look, I don't look good enough for gay culture." I'm like, "Okay, what what is that?" I'm like, "Tell me, give me a number. What is the weight? What is the size shirt or jeans? Like, give me something tangible because what happens is this, and I've seen this happen because I did it." <laughs> <laughs> You keep moving the bar. Yep. You keep moving the bar because the, the issue isn't the, the weight or what you think it is. The issue is fear. At the end of the day, it's fear. And that fear will follow you. The fear will follow you and, and you will never have enough money. You will never look good enough. You will never have enough abs. You can have 18 abs. And that, that in, until you do that work to, to deal with the fear, you will never be good enough or enough, I'm using quotes here for people who can't see. Yeah. Um, so yes, set a limit. I mean, I get the fact that, you know, you want to do a good job. So say, okay, you know what? I will create this podcast when I have, when I purchase this equipment. But then when you have it, your excuses are out. <laughs> so just get on it. Yep. Yeah. And and for those uh, who, you know, for, for you listener, you know, I, I invite you to go and listen to episode one. Uh, of this podcast and 
go and have a listen to episode one of the Lonely Diplomat podcast. Be you a diplomat or or not, um, and you will hear uh, a stunning example of kind of sort of maybe lots of ums, lots of ahs, lots of you knows, lots of I don't know exactly how I'm going to finish this. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Fail fast and iterate um, is something yeah, that I yeah. that I I do like, um, but yeah, the concept of enough, Michael, I really believe is something. And and in in a spoiler, this is going to be upcoming content over the coming weeks and months. This is this is on the list. This is on the on on my awesome spreadsheet um, of of content planning. But the concept of enough is so important because when we hear it in ourselves, when I hear it in myself, it's an invitation for me to go, huh, who says? Uh, And also, because it's generally uh, me replaying a story that I've heard and have picked up as my own or have completely made up. Um, and what I, um, what I also love about the concept of, you know, when I'm something enough, uh, that is an invitation to almost put the brakes on and do something right now to prove it wrong. Hmm. Um, but that's that's me. Hi, I'm Phil. I'm fiercely determined, uh, and that's the way that I've flipped my you know terrible stubbornness. Uh, and you know I'm very I'm very determined. Say that I can't do something will just make me want to go and do it. Um, uh, and it is uh, for me. When I hear uh, that, you know, something, I, and this is what I love, and listener, I don't know, well, no, you didn't see me, but I wrote down tangible measurement because I feel that's going to be on, that's going to be on the promo for this episode. That's going to be the quote uh, for this episode, <laughs> and I don't want to lose it because that is key right there. The fear stops us from doing whatever it is. The fear stops us from taking a step to move beyond the thoughts and feelings of loneliness. The fear stops us from speaking up in a meeting at work. The fear stops us from employing boundaries in our personal life because we fear what other people think and the fear of not being enough goes right to the core it's the clearest signpost of shame coming out in our lives playing out in real time in our life and that needs further exploration Do, do you think that there's anyone out there who 
does not have a sense of who who doesn't at one point think they're not something enough, rich enough, good looking enough, smart enough, uh, good enough. I think I think shame is is. I mean, I don't I don't really know anyone who hasn't experienced it on some level, even just the thought to themselves. Maybe they don't maybe they don't share it like you and I do, right? But um, I think that going back to what we talked about earlier, it, it's a universal feeling on some level. Like I think we all feel it as, as gay men, we definitely feel yeah. it uh, more just because <laughs> we're gay. We are outside of the majority. And, um, and at least in my story coming out, I knew right from the jump that there was something different about me and that that different thing wasn't necessarily a good thing. And so immediately I had this program of not good enough in me, um, at, at me as, a, as who I am. So it's been a lot of untangling that and reconnecting to my sense of innate worthiness. And from that place of worthiness, that is where, I mean, all of the joys of my life have been sort of built on is, mm. is, is yes, if I fall flat on my ass and I do something that's terrible and that sucks and everyone hates it, sure, that could happen. Of course that could happen. It is a risk. But that, that worthiness that I can lean on, even on the worst days, is what always gets me up. And I think shame and worthiness can't coexist. Hmm. I think that silence there was the sound of my mind being blown. Because if you think about it, shame is a, basically, like you said, a feeling of not not blank, not something enough, not good enough, right? Yeah. And worthiness is the opposite. Worthiness is knowing that mm. you you are. Yep. So I think when those feelings of shame come up. You know, of course, it's going to be very hard <laughs> to jump from shame to worthiness and like no zero to hundred. But I think the work that we do is is learning how to soothe yourself and use tools of self compassion to pivot into less shame and more worthiness on that mm. beautiful grayscale spectrum. Love this, and I want to say that we can't skip shame to get to learn uh, to uh, worthiness because that's like mm -hmm. skipping loneliness to get to connection yeah it's part it's part of it it's part of the process you must go yeah. through it you must you can't go you can't jump to success without going through fear or failure for that matter yeah yeah, yeah. fear of failure yeah yeah so the fear of failure, the fear of being seen, the fear of yeah. whatever it is. I, oh God, I'm going to have to write that down to make sure it makes it into the promo too. Like, you know, <laughs> worthiness and shame. Um, you know, I think for, for the listener out there who's listening to me and you right now, I'll speak on behalf of me, but I know you've, you've told me you felt the same, but I don't, I think the biggest thing is I don't want someone out there to be listening to me saying, oh, easy for you to say, or, oh, you've done all this work, or, oh, you know, you, you have the tools, or whatever. Like, I experience this 
right now like an hour before we started this i was like oh my god I, I, what am i gonna say what if i make like a fool of myself what if i say the wrong thing what if i talk too fast what if you know all the things or you know my i'm not good enough story that happened today was um i, I told phil right before we started i said i'm afraid that i'm going to ruin your podcast you didn't say ruin what did you say fuck up yeah that's better. If we're going to be authentic, we're going to practice what we preach. Right. <laughs> so I was afraid that, you know, I'm like, why, why does he want to talk to me? I'm, a, I, I'm, not, I'm not good enough. I'm not experienced in speaking. I'm not a podcast guy. And so that came up for me, but here I am. And so, yeah, I do want, I do want to take a minute to acknowledge everyone out there who thinks that you know, that me and you are special or that other people in the world are different. Um, I experience this every day. If you looked at my, if I showed you, if I showed everyone out there my, my thought journals, which I do every day, you would see a lot of not good enoughs. And it is a constant practice. It is a discipline, but it's worth it. And I don't have anything solved. <laughs> But I'm committed to the process. And I think anyone, anyone out there has the ability today to start as soon as today to, to do the inner work required to really starting to untangle yourself from this and moving towards relief. <laughs> yeah. 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 That, thank you. Thank you for sharing that because vulnerability like that is always hard michael thank you for for sharing that i, I truly mean that because yeah i know i know that you've you've been struggling slash are struggling continue to struggle and <laughs> and and I'm, I'm sorry to say you know will continue to struggle yeah the struggle can also be a sign that you're on your path right you're, you're not walking you're not you're not going down someone else's path that you know because if it's easy it just it means and and i'm very visual uh in and in, in in my imagination um you know if it does feel like you're hacking away at jungle with a machete uh and you know it means that you're walking you're creating your path if the walking is easy if it's easy going it means that you're on someone else's someone else has already mm. done that work i like that yeah right thank you um and yeah so you know some days some days for me some days correction almost every day it feels like for me like a a hard not a hard slog as in like you know punishment or whatever like it's like the work that I'm doing, I feel truly passionate about. But God knows, God knows that it's not, uh, uh, you know, that it, it, it it's not an easy thing to do. Uh, and um, and and you know, I don't know what the end looks like. I, there are goals, there are all these kind of things that will help me get along the way, but. Yeah, sometimes it's very difficult to continue to put 
yourself out there and I guess taking your lead there Michael I do want to share with the listener what I shared with you before we pressed record and and you know talking about how uh, I wanted this podcast kind of sort of to go Uh, and I wrote the blog post the world needs you as you are I think that was the name of it. Anyway, there's going to be a link in the the episode description. And I shared something. I shared some work on um, uh, that, that like a, a blog post on a Facebook group. And there was a response. There was a response uh, that absolutely triggered me uh, because it was verbatim absolutely verbatim how my inner critic speaks to me about being not good enough who are you to be blah you know you know what qualifications do you have to do this you know um etc 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 and i responded from a play initially initially i responded from a place of shame where my traditional response is like, you're right, I'm wrong. Uh, and, you know, after a little while, like, and I'll, I'll summarize it. I'll summarize it, but it was this whole process. It was an ugly afternoon. I was full of self-doubt, um, absolute wanting to give up. And if, you know, I was going to blog uh, again, it was going to be on a, a blog on something that everybody loved, like, you know, hot firemen holding puppies, like, and, you know, something something that would be, you know, more palatable and, and acceptable and, and things like that. And, you know, I, I have done a lot of work within myself. I, you know, do work with... Um, with people both uh, on the loneliness guy and the lonely diplomat talking about working through our shame storms and i went through a humdinger of a shame storm and i i realized what it was what was happening and i reached out i you know spoke to someone who had earned the right to hear my story and you know after a pretty poor night of of sleep it came to me it came to me and and actually like the 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 guy who responded to me i actually you know at once feel sorry for him i can see that he's lonely he's exhibiting signs of loneliness by being like the boss of everybody on um facebook this facebook group and if he doesn't agree then he rains down hell um on someone so pretty much that that facebook group becomes bland it becomes same same it becomes safe it becomes completely ineffective because everybody you know perhaps not everybody i I can only speak like i'm still scared scared to engage on that because you know i don't want to incur his wrath and i can't ever predict what wrath you know, I'm going to incur because it changes all the time. But I'm very grateful to him uh, because it, you know, 
created changes in my work and how I present my work to make sure that, you know, I'm very upfront and clear that I'm not a licensed helping professional. But I have teamed with people who are who are licensed, who are accredited, who are awesome at what they do. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like, but but to me, that example, and I'm I'm kind of shaking here, listener, like in in retelling this because I'm still, I'm 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 feeling it, like the 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 initial response and the 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 seeing straight through to what my villain tells me each and every day and looks for examples of how much I suck uh, and yeah there, there's there's it takes so much so much to simply show up it's a, it, and whatever showing up means that day in that moment making the phone call to someone who you wanted to talk to uh, and say, you know, I, 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 you know, need to have a chat. Feeling, feeling lonely. Mm. You know, um, right through to, you know, I'm going to run for elected office. You know, like something, something that's like way visible, way public, way, you know, exposing you and and you know to to you know uh, external criticism. All of it requires courage. Courage. And, and can I say courage, as, as nice as it sounds, oh. anyone who's ever felt it knows it is not a pleasant feeling. Courage feels awful. Yep. When you're, when you're in the midst of using it. Yep. After you use it, it's, it, you can say you've lived to tell the tale. But courage is not a, 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 it does not feel good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And so in that in that blog post, um, talking you know about courage, and I want to say this really clearly because Michael, I know you agree, and I see this in you and your work daily. And it is like even when, and I, I wrote I wrote this in the in the blog post. Even when your voice shakes, even when the butterflies in your tummy threaten to erupt, the world needs you to speak and the world needs you to show up just as you are right now. And that, if, if someone has a, a strategy similar to if someone has a fantastic muffin recipe, that they want to share. Um, if someone has a strategy for quietening the butterflies, if someone has a strategy for having the voice not um, give away the level of nervousness and, and make me sound like a, I'm a 13, 14 year old boy whose voice is breaking, um, then, you know, I'm, I'm all ears. The longer the longer we wait for that day where there's no there's no doubt, um, it, it just prolongs our misery because I believe that there's a part of us, a deeper inner part of us, that would be want something. When you want to start a blog, when you want to start a podcast, when you want to write a book, 
whatever it is, want to move to France, doesn't matter. If there's a deeper part of you that has a desire, it will just eat away at you and it'll feel miserable until you start taking even one little action step a day towards it. And that fear of, of waiting for the right time to for things to be perfect is just prolonging that emptiness or it's prolonging that feeling that something is missing in your life. If I waited, I mean, if I, wait, if, if I was waiting for perfection, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now. I wouldn't be talking to you. I wouldn't have helped those clients I've helped. I wouldn't have written the blogs I've written. And yeah, like the waiting is actually worse for the people who are waiting for you <laughs> to just kind of, this is going to sound harsh, but get over yourself and uh, start putting your start putting your beautiful self out there as it is today. Sure, you can improve. There's room for improvement, 100%. That doesn't mean you don't need to start now, or you don't, you don't have to start now. I have lost count of how many times I loved everything of what you just said. <laughs> Honestly, like, and and as you were talking, um, and listener, as Michael was talking, I was writing down notes, like, going, and I hope you were too. Because this, you've summarized it right there. The longer we wait, the more our misery is prolonged. And, you know, while we're waiting for perfection, you know, it, it, we're waiting for something that will never happen. And here's, here's the paradox. When you put out something that is maybe not great, uh, but you do it. So for me, it was publishing that first blog. I felt so fucking good yeah. <laughs> when I hit publish, even though like no one had read it yet. I didn't even share it yet, but it, it, it was so, it was like, I did myself a favor. Yeah. It's like something inside me said, finally, Michael, thank you. You, you did it. And it didn't, it didn't involve anyone giving me any accolades. Cause like I said, no one read, read it yet, but even sending that signal to yourself saying, Hey, I can take action for myself for something that I believe in. That is such a beautiful, empowering feeling. I really, like, there's nothing that I can say. There's nothing that I can say. My neck is, like, hurting from nodding. Uh, and, yeah, it, it really... We can do things. I'll, I'll, end, I'll end with this. We can do things wanting other people to notice. Of course. We're also allowed to do things because we ourselves notice. And it's that intrinsic versus extrinsic motivations that, you know, by giving that part of you a voice through writing your first blog. And, yeah, and, and you know, I'll, I'll share that the blog posts that I write really quickly and and don't sort of think about too much, don't construct, don't, you know, phrase eloquently at all, at least I feel, in my best, you know, best best grammar, etc., etc. They're the ones that, that people read. I was like, oh, don't read that, that's shit. 
<laughs> that's that's <laughs> awful. And you know, I reread them, and and I've stopped this doing doing this now. But like editing them and and picking up the spelling mistakes, or you know, you know, incorrect grammar usage, or or whatever. Um, I'm like, nah, done as they are. Get them out. Um, I might go back and add pictures in them, or or you know, um, you know, whatever it is. But it's the ones where you, I actually like turn up and write yeah. authentically that people go, oh wow. So I've you know learned to, to to do that. But wow, Michael, I this is this is one of one of many reasons why I love chatting with you. I love that you're in my corner. I love that you're here in the world doing your work for gay men. Um, because you you get it, you speak with authenticity out of live, that derive from the lived experience. Thank you. I, I know that you do too, and that's why I love working with you uh, as as a partner, but also as a friend, which is very important. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It, it's more than more than mutual, and I know that the listener is sitting there, you know, wanting me to pass on his thanks to you uh, for uh, for coming uh, and and staying up late uh, over in Ontario, um, but at the lake house there. Um, to 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 have a chat uh, with us today, you are going to be a pretty regular guest uh, on yeah. this 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 podcast. I'm I'm just saying thank for you for having that that response. Um, I'm like, oh, my reaction. I, I I don't actually <laughs> don't actually think I told you that before, but you are. Um, no, yeah, that's 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 a great surprise. Yeah. Um, it, it, if there's one thing I could leave the viewer viewer, listener with it is that anytime you're going to embark on something you've never done before whether it's something very simple like baking a new muffin recipe (laughs) or applying for a new job or moving to a new country or starting a podcast whatever anytime you embark on something new there will be doubt and there will be fear there just will be that is normal that is a signpost that you are doing something new and they're supposed to be there it does not mean anything has gone wrong it does not mean stop it means oh you're doing something new this is what happens when we do something new and so that's one thing i can i can leave the listener with uh today it would be that don't let the fear and the doubt prevent you from going for what it is your true inner heart desires I'm honoring that with my silence. <laughs> Michael, how can people find you? Um, well, as you, as you feel know, I'm very active on my Instagram. Uh, so that is willismo underscore coach, W-E-L-L-I-S-M-O underscore coach. My website is www.willismo.com. Those are the two best ways to contact me. If you want to send me a DM, I respond to all my Instagram DMs fairly regularly because I love the gram. Um, or you can read all of my blogs and um, check out my uh, programs and coaching services on my website. So that is how you all can find me. Excellent. And, and I will. Love to hear from you, by the way. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, your your social media, I, I take notes um, and go, Ooh, need to adopt that. Um, also, listener, if you are keen to check out Michael's services, you can access his services through the thelonelinessguy.com uh, and that will take you to a landing page and you are eligible if you take up some uh, of uh, like one of Michael's programs to a discount um, because you've come through the loneliness guy. Um, yes. And if you're a friend of Phil's, you're a friend of mine. So let me know if you, uh, if you, if you are. Excellent. <laughs> I'll, I'll put all of this down in, um, in the episode description. Uh, and if you've come through this on, to listen to this on through social media, you would have noticed that, that Michael's been tagged, you know, every which way um so uh yeah you can you can go check him out michael as always it's i'm both reluctant to end this uh but um uh but that was my google um telling me that there is something coming up um but uh yeah i i just am filled with gratitude for you um both doing your work being here and freely dispensing so much wisdom um, all over the place uh, during this chat over this coffee slash wine. <laughs> yes, thank you so much. I, I appreciate it and I love the work you do, Phil. Um, and I think it's very important and I'm honored truly to be the guest here. And uh, thank you so much for having me. I will also just say before I hang up uh, and end and, and this episode, I should say, um, Michael, you are in the Loneliness Guys Premium Subscriber Lounge, uh, and uh, and and regularly dispense wisdom uh, in that um, in that lounge. Um, and listener, if you want to subscribe and stay connected to me and my work, uh, I invite you. This is a standing invitation to come and. Uh, become a premium subscriber to the loneliness guy for the low low monthly price of nine dollars 95 australian which is about three dollars 50 us right now it's it's like nothing um but it is a site that i am building for gay men who are working through the thoughts and feelings of loneliness and we can only work through those through the thoughts and feelings of loneliness in a group so the um the facebook premium subscribers group is a place where you can come and get support from me and michael and others in the group as well as give support to me to michael and others so go to thelonelinessguy.com forward slash subscribe for more details and that's where you can catch us both michael and i between coffees and between episodes so michael my dear listener thank you so much for coming uh and connecting over coffee with the loneliness guy today thank you so much see you later bye all sounds that you heard in this episode were recorded at 
Prefab Eatery on Jesse Street, Wellington. All views expressed in this episode are my own and are intended to support, challenge and inspire gay men to consider the issue of loneliness and increase awareness of the need for authentic connection with themselves, with others and their communities as an antidote to loneliness. They are not intended to, nor should they, replace the advice of a licensed helping professional. Please consult the resources page on my website, thelonelinessguide.com, if you feel that you need the services of a licensed helping professional. Thanks for listening.